Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome to Walking with Jesus Through the Word, one chapter per day. I'm Jason Van Bemmel, the pastor of Forest Hill Presbyterian Church. We're back in the book of Daniel today, Daniel chapter 3, a very famous chapter of the, the great golden image in the fiery furnace and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you for your word. Thank you for the way that you've been blessing us, teaching us, growing us, challenging us, changing us through the power of your word, through the power of your spirit at work in our hearts through your word. Continue to build us up in Christ today, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, Daniel chapter 3. King Nebuchadnezzar made an image of gold, whose height was 60 cubits and its breadth 6 cubits. He set it up on the plain of Dura in the province of Babylon. Then King Nebuchadnezzar sent to gather the satraps, the prefects, and the governors, the counselors, the treasurers, the justices, the magistrates, and all the officials of the provinces to come up to the dedication of the image that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Then the satraps, the prefects, and the governors, the counselors, the treasurers, the justices, the magistrates, and all the officials of the provinces gathered for the dedication of the image that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. And they stood before the image that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. And the herald proclaimed aloud, You are commanded, O peoples, nations, and languages, that when you hear the sound of the horn, pipe, lyre, trigon, harp, bagpipe, and every kind of music, you are to fall down and worship the golden image that King Nebuchadnezzar has set up. And whoever does not fall down and worship shall immediately be cast into a burning, fiery furnace. Therefore, as soon as all the peoples heard the sound of the horn, pipe, lyre, trigon, harp, bagpipe, and every kind of music, all the peoples, nations, and languages fell down and worshipped the golden image that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Therefore, at that time, certain Chaldeans came forward and maliciously accused the Jews. They declared to King Nebuchadnezzar, O king, live forever. You, O king, have made a decree that every man who hears the sound of the horn, pipe, lyre, trigon, harp, bagpipe, and every kind of music shall fall down and worship the golden image. And whoever does not fall down and worship shall be cast into a burning, fiery furnace. There are certain Jews whom you have appointed over the affairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These men, O king, pay no attention to you. They do not serve your gods or worship the golden image that you have set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar, in furious rage, commanded that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego be brought. So they brought these men before the king. Nebuchadnezzar answered and said to them, Is it true, O Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods or worship the golden image that I have set up? Now, if you are ready when you hear the sound of the horn, pipe, lyre, trigon, harp, bagpipe, and every kind of music to fall down and worship the image that I have made, well and good. But if you do not worship you shall immediately be cast into a flaming, burning, fiery furnace. And who is the God who will deliver you out of my hands? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If this be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us 
from the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of your hand, O king. But if not, be it known to you, O king, that we will not serve your gods or worship the golden image that you have set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar was filled with fury, and the expression of his face changed against Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He ordered the furnace heated seven times more than it was usually heated, and he ordered some of the mighty men of his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and to cast them into the burning, fiery furnace. Then these men were bound in their cloaks, their tunics, their hats, and their other garments, and they were thrown into the burning, fiery furnace because the king's order was urgent and the furnace overheated. The flame of the fire killed those men who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell bound into the burning, fiery furnace. Then King Nebuchadnezzar was astonished and rose up in haste. He declared to his counselors, Did we not cast three men bound into the fire? They answered and said to the king, True, O king. He answered and said, But I see four men, unbound, walking in the midst of the fire, and they are not hurt. And the appearance of the fourth is like a son of the gods. Then Nebuchadnezzar came near to the door of the burning fiery furnace. He declared, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come out and come here. Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out from the fire, and the satraps, the prefects, the governors, and the king's counselors gathered together and saw that the fire had not had any power over the bodies of those men. The hair of their heads was not singed, their cloaks were not harmed, and no smell of fire had come upon them. Nebuchadnezzar answered and said, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent his angel and delivered his servants who trusted in him and set aside the king's command and yielded up their bodies rather than serve and worship any god except their own god. Therefore, I make a decree, any people, nation, or language that speaks anything against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be torn limb from limb and their houses laid in ruins, for there is no other God who is able to rescue in this way. Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. Wow. It's a powerful story. Probably read that story a hundred times, and it's still just so powerful, isn't it? Um, King Nebuchadnezzar, he's had this dream, right? The dream is the background. He's had this dream where he was the head of gold, but then coming after him was the rest of the statue, the silver, the bronze, the iron, later kingdoms to come after him, not as glorious, but some of them stronger and longer lasting. And he says, nope, I want to be the whole statue. So he makes an image of gold in his own likeness. And he sets it up. It's 90 feet high and 9 feet wide. It is a massive, massive statue. And then he gathers together the satraps, the prefects, the governors, the counselors, the justices, the treasurers, the magicians, the magistrates, the officials of the provinces to come to the dedication of the king, of the image that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Now, Daniel, it's interesting. Some people say, well, where's Daniel in all this? Did Daniel bow down? We're not told that he did. I think we would have been told had he did. 
I used to think, well, maybe he did. Maybe that's why, you know, he's absent from the story. But actually, if you read it carefully, it's he doesn't gather everybody from the palace. Daniel was kept in the king's palace. This is in the plain of Dura, in the province of Babylon. So it's not at the palace. It's it's out on a plain in the province of Babylon. And then he's gathering together satraps, prefects, governors, counselors, treasurers, justices, magistrates, and all the officials of the provinces to come to the dedication. He's This is an outward going thing. This is, here's the statue. Everybody who's out there, come in here. It's very possible that Daniel's still back in the palace, just taking care of things as the sort of chief official over the palace. It's very possible that he's back there and that he's not here for this ceremony. Um, we don't know. At the end of the day, God doesn't tell us where Daniel is, and so we're not supposed to speculate about that. So I just speculated about it, but just let's just say we're not supposed to speculate. Uh, but there's good reason to think that he might, he might not have been included in this group of people that were gathered together. So, <coughs> excuse me. Whew. There is a universality to what uh, Nebuchadnezzar is doing here. He wants to be recognized as King of Kings and Lord of Lords by every, every people. And so he gets all kinds of music, horn, pipe, lyre, trigon, harp, bagpipe, and every kind of music that's repeated several times because it's, it's universal. He wants all kinds of music played for all kinds of people from all kinds of places, all to fall down and worship him and his image. And three guys won't do it. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They won't do it. These are Daniel's friends that we met in chapter 1 and again in chapter 2. And here they are. They're not bowing down. And the Chaldeans are very eager to report them. Probably they're jealous because they had very high-ranking positions and they were foreigners. The Chaldeans who were of the same native tribe as Nebuchadnezzar, they don't they don't, they don't have the same position that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego have. So here it is. They bring him in. This is their chance to get rid of him once and for all. And Nebuchadnezzar threatens them. What are you going to do? He says, if you're not going to worship, I'm going to throw you in a burning fiery furnace. And who is the God who will deliver you out of my hands? Verse 15. And Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego are not, they're not panicked. Listen to me. They are not panicked. And they are directly being threatened with a fiery furnace. But they are calm. They're not disrespectful. They're not angry. They're not aggressive. They don't, they don't demand their rights. They don't say, this is an outrage. You can't do this. They just say very straightforwardly, we have no need to answer you. Because God is able. Our God is able. And we think he will. But if he doesn't, we're still not going to bow down to your gods. This is the attitude that we all need to have to the world. And it's teasing, mocking, threatening, name-calling. You know, sometimes Christians have lost their jobs or lost their position or lost parental rights, unfortunately. It's not right. It doesn't make it right. But we as believers need to stand up and say to the world, look, you have your idolatry. 
you're demanding that everyone bow down before your idolatry. We're not going to do it. You can threaten us with whatever you want to threaten us with. We're not going to bow down. And at the end of the day, our God is able to save us. But even if he doesn't, and even if it gets to the point where Christianity is actually outlawed and we're actually thrown in jail or even put to death, we're still not going to serve your gods or worship the images that you set up. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord, as Joshua said in Joshua 24. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego stand strong. The furnace is superheated. It's so superheated that even the guys who throw them in are completely destroyed, burned up, killed. They shouldn't have even landed. The first miracle, really, is in verse uh, 23. These three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell bound into the burning, fiery furnace. They shouldn't have even survived to land. They should have been burned up while they were going in. Right? It was so hot. But no, they survive. And then Nebuchadnezzar himself rises up astonished. What is going on? We put three guys in there, right? I didn't forget how to count to four, did I? Three guys went in and now there's four. They're unbound. They're walking in the midst of the fire. They are not hurt. In a few days, we'll get to the passage in Isaiah where God says, when you walk through the fire, I will be with you. It will not burn you, right? Here is God, Jesus, a Christophany, an appearance of Christ. He's in the fire with them. And they are all unharmed. When Jesus walks with us through whatever trials we have to go through in life, we are ultimately unharmed. Even if the world puts us in a fiery furnace of sorts, even if we're going through a very difficult trial, if Jesus walks with us and we are walking with Jesus, we are trusting in God, we are not bowing to the idols of the world, we are unharmed. And what the world intends for our destruction, God will use for our good. And that's exactly what happens. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego are called out. They are, they are praised. Their God is praised. Nebuchadnezzar even sends out a decree that says nobody is to speak bad about the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. This is a foreshadowing. He's going to get even more devout after the next thing that happens to him because there's no other God like this God. God is working everything for the glory of his own name, even in Babylon, and for the good of his people. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego are promoted. God's name is spread. This is how God works. So we, what's our takeaway? You heard it already. Don't bow. <laughs> Don't bow to the idols of the world. Don't give in to pressure to compromise what the truth of God's word says because the world doesn't want to hear it. The world never wants to hear the truth of God's word. What else is new? Stay the course. Be faithful. Don't get upset. Don't get angry. Don't get belligerent. Don't get outraged. Right? Don't take to flaming people on social media. That's not a good witness for Christ. A good witness for Christ is to stay calm, follow Jesus, be faithful, with a smile on your face say, sorry, I'm not going to serve your gods. Let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you that you've given us life in your son, Jesus, and that when he's with us, Nothing harms us. Help us to walk as children of God.
children of light, ambassadors for Christ, servants of the Most High God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, thanks for joining me for Daniel chapter 3. Tomorrow we're going to go back to Isaiah, picking up in 41. Hope you have a blessed day in the Lord.